You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. And uh, not a slow... A lot of, not a s- slow news weekend. I've got much to get to on the uh, on the show. Yesterday, of course, was Birthing Persons Day, or as as uh, Joy Reid called it, uh, Pregnancy Slavery Day. <laughs> uh, yesterday was Mother's Day, and uh, here's here's something kind. I've got a 23 year old son and a, an almost 18 year old daughter, and yesterday I kind of handed off the Mother's Day celebration to them, you know, because you know they're they're the and and my wife is like, what are we going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go visit my mom's grave, you know, and all that, and then the kids can handle it, whatever. Uh, here's something you don't want to tell your wife if she is a mom, uh, don't tell her uh, when she asks about Mother's Day plans with your children who are, you know, becoming adults. Uh, don't say, uh, hey, listen, uh, it's up to the kids. You're not my mom. Don't ever say that. Okay. Just it. I'm just going to tell you, don't ever tell your wife, hey, I'm not going to do much for Mother's Day because uh, you're not my mom. No, it's not a good idea. Uh, that said, <laughs> We did. We did have a nice Mother's Day uh, yesterday, and uh, and and I did go visit my mother's grave for the first time uh, since she passed away two years ago. It's been two years ago. Uh, tomorrow, actually, two years ago tomorrow, and uh, a little bit later on the show, I'll tell you what happened. It. I know it doesn't sound very interesting, but it, it was. I, I posted on Twitter something that happened that I thought was kind of a. You know, they used to have this kind of uh, goofy expression called "God winks." You know, where you're kind of like, "Oh, whoa, what that happened?" Uh, I had one of those happen. We had one of those happen yesterday. So uh, we will uh, get to that, uh, among other things. Uh, New York hotels are booting homeless veterans to shelter re- uh, released I- immigrants. Isn't that nice to know? Now, remember when I told you about how the Biden administration likes to, uh, uh, and Democrats uh, by and large, and a lot of, a lot of uh, swamp-dwelling Republicans, uh, they'll make a mess like the border, and then they'll rub your nose in it. Well, that's kind of what's going on there. And in uh, upstate New York, hotels began kicking homeless veterans from their properties to make room for migrants being bused to the region from New York City. The homeless veterans, may, uh, many of them Vietnam-era veterans, were receiving temporary shelter in the hotels through the efforts of a nonprofit. So basically, the efforts of a nonprofit is what it takes to shelter homeless veterans, but when it comes to illegals, all sorts of federal money is just dumped in, just dumped in. These uh, NGOs get billions and billions of dollars to uh, take homeless people stick them into, or not homeless people, but, uh, but uh, uh, illegals into expensive hotels in places like New York City and whatnot. And then also they work with uh, with sponsor families to take the uh, un the uh, the kids you know the little kids who are sent across there and what happens is they don't follow up with these uh, these people who are taking the kids and a lot of the times these kids are just mules and sex traffickers so that's uh, what a great job our government is doing while they're booting homeless people out of uh, hotels particularly homeless veterans but this is it. This is what I was talking to you about last week when I said that the federal government doesn't give a rat's behind about you. They've already used you. You're already done. What they're doing is they're looking for the next election. They're looking for the next group of people that they can screw over. Because uh, right now it's beginning to get home with black people that the Democrat Party really isn't there to help them. Just screw them over constantly. And they're seeing what's happening in in, uh, cities that are run by Democrats uh, like uh, Baltimore and like St. Louis and like uh, Chicago. That Democrats keep getting reelected. And uh, the state of the black family and the state of the the black uh, uh, experience in America just descends into hell. 
And so basically the Democrats are kind of wearing out their welcome, wearing out their welcomes with black people. Uh, and now they're moving on to illegals. That's what they're doing. So they're the new group that they'll make all sorts of promises to. And then following the election, they'll leave money on the dresser like they always do. But there you go. New York hotels booting homeless. And then there's this. Oh, this is kind of funny. A New York hotel abruptly canceled 30 rooms booked for a wedding in order to make room for illegals. You know, you know why this is? Because the money's right there. But you know, uh, you got a wedding party. They've signed the contract. They put down a deposit. Government comes in and says, "Cancel everybody. Here's cash money. Put them in there." So a Florida couple uh, scrambling to make last-minute accommodations for their guests after Crossroads Hotel in Newburgh canceled 30 rooms booked for their wedding in June. So there, and this is what the couple said. They said, we felt discarded, disappointed, and angry. They just tossed us aside to make an extra dollar for the hotel. It's just not right. It's kind of like what they did with uh, the people in East Palestine. Just kind of just, yeah, you know what? It's your problem, not our problem. Bye-bye. Nothing for you. Mitsud and Gary uh, Moretti, 37, both originally from New York, planned to marry June the 24th at the Lippincourt Manor in upstate Wallkill, which, I mean, is such a great wedding destination i never heard of it actually 160 uh, guests expected to stay and uh, and some of them were expected to stay at this hotel but now they've been basically told by the federal government pound sand and the hotel has said we want that sweet sweet government check and we aren't going to wait for yours so that's what's going on and then of course joe biden while the uh, border is collapsing while we are seeing uh, an illegal invasion and, and everybody gets it everybody gets it the american people get it we're sick and tired of it we know we're being lied to. We know we're being played. We know we're being victimized. We know that these are the abuses and usurpations we've been talking about for a very long time. Here is what Joe Biden had to say while he was riding his bike. He didn't fall off this time, uh, although there were some sycophantic Democrats online marveling about how an 80-year-old can ride a bike. Seriously. They're seriously trying to cover up from the last debacle. But here is uh, Joe Biden talking about the border and how, how great things are going down there. Things are going at the border, sir. Much better than much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> You're doing much better than all expected. <laughs> Only about 900 people died coming across here. <laughs> Only about seven seventy thousand people died of fentanyl overdoses last year. <laughs> Do you have any plans to visit no, the border? I think. Pardon me. Do you have any plans to visit the border? Not in the near term. No, no. It'd just be disruptive. Not anything else. Yeah. Well, you've been in office for two and a half years. Uh, you put the vice president supposedly a border czar. She was going to find the uh, the uh, sources and the reasons for the uh, the, uh, the the illegal invasion of America by seven to nine million people. And and the truth is, they're not doing anything. They never have. They never planned on it. All they planned on doing was opening the border wholesale. That's it. And it's basically that way with everything they say they're going to do. They're going to work on the uh, the new budget and the uh, the national debt. No, what they're going to do is they're going to sit back. They're going to wait for Republicans to do something. Then they're going to blame Republicans for not doing anything. That's just the way it is. This is Ted Cruz at the border this weekend. He has an. This is a decision <clears throat> that was made by. He has an opposite tack of our president. This is a decision that was made by President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and congressional Democrats to open up the border 
to what is nothing less than an invasion. So when you are debating and when you are hearing politicians like Joe Biden saying that the reason why people are coming across the border is climate change, the reason it's coming across the border is because there are no economic opportunities, the reason blah, 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 all of that stuff, uh, the reason they're coming across the border is one word. What is it? Do you know what it is? I said the same thing when Barack Obama was the president. Same thing. What's causing this massive influx of illegals to come across the border? That would be policy. Policy created by this administration. That's the only reason. Ask yourself, why is President Biden not here? Why is Kamala Harris not here? Why is Elizabeth Warren not here? Why is AOC, she still owns the white pantsuit, why is she not here with her head buried in her hand? Because they don't give a damn about the dead bodies. Six weeks ago, I asked Secretary Mayorkas how many migrants died in the past year crossing illegally. He said, I don't know. Yeah. The number's 853. Yeah. But he can't be bothered to worry about that. I asked him how many women have been sexually assaulted in the last year by human traffickers. He said, I don't know. Because the administration can't be bothered by that. I asked how many children have been physically and sexually assaulted. Again, I don't know. We're witnessing modern-day slavery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Now, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking to uh, Senator Ron Johnson. Senator Ron Johnson is very involved with what's happening at the border. Senator Ron Johnson also has some uh, some amazing thoughts with regard to uh, Biden family corruption and the possibility that uh, anybody will see any jail time. We've got that coming up. We want to talk more about the uh, the border with Ron Johnson. So uh, I'll just mention that real quick. Ron Johnson at the bottom of the hour. This is going to be a really, really, really big deal. Now, I had mentioned that if I were president of the United States, and I've had several people actually, including uh, Ken Paxton, <clears throat> the AG of Texas, say, hey, Carson, that's a good idea. I said that as soon as we have a Republican president, uh, presumably Donald Trump, oh, you're a Trump sycophant. No, whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, what we need to do is we need to send special ops into uh, the Mexico. We need to paint targets on all the drug kingpins, mansions, manufacturing facilities, and government buildings who are involved in it. And we we also need, before we do that, tell the governor of Mexico that uh, all trade and travel ends with Mexico until you seal the border. We'll give you two weeks. And that's being, uh, I think that's being generous. I was going to go a week, but I said, hey, you know, we'll do two weeks. And people like Ken Paxton said, that's fantastic. Well, here is Dan Crenshaw, who has kind of leaned seriously rhino, talking to Greta Van Susteren on Newsmax Friday about what he'd do. What would you do about the cartels? Yeah, there's a number of things. Like, and there's a law enforcement side to this, and I think there's a military uh, side to this as well. Uh, I propose to authorize use of military force against the cartels. That would be working in concert with Mexican uh, authorities, the way we do in a variety of countries. Or not. Or we could just act autonomously because the Mexican authorities are in on it. Around the world. Um, target the cartels. You would, ter- you would target a, a typical terrorist network, um, from the mid- especially at the mid-level uh, operations. Uh, that'll that'll seek to destruct and dismantle their operations pretty quickly. It also sent a message that we've had a red line when it comes to the fentanyl production. I think yeah. that's an extremely important part of that. Uh, on the law enforcement side, you want to you want to do simple things like like increase uh, an increase sentencing for for cartel members, uh, authorized going after their finances, authorized sanctioning. Uh, say a- okay, so now that's what he's saying. I don't disagree, but unfortunately, there's not a whole lot we are going to be able to do. 
But there is one thing that we do need to do. We need to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas and remove him from office. And then we need to impeach Joe Biden. And I keep hearing uh, Republicans saying, oh, we can't do that. We'll just stir things up. Really, it took a month of Donald Trump's presidency for Democrats to go after him and impeach him for a phone call that was just a second-hand conversation by a political apparatchik. It's time to stop playing around. We are being hurt. Our children are being hurt. Our sovereignty is being destroyed. There are military-age males from all over the world coming to the country, especially from China, and it's about damn time we said no. And this means take the gloves off, let states handle it, and if Texas wants to do whatever they want to do, bring every one of their National Guard members right down to the border, shut this damn thing down, that's what we're going to have to do, and then we're going to have to hold the people accountable who did this to us. That's it. Here's a number if you guys want to chime in. It's 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Lots of audio on the way. Lots of, uh, of things happening in New York City uh, and, uh, and around the country. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's The Rob Carson Show. At the bottom of the hour, Senator Ron Johnson is going to be joining us. He's got a uh, new piece, a new interview, actually, I saw uh, featured on the Epic Times uh, talking about the COVID cartel's manipulation of America. And he is uh, looking at the uh, COVID uh, well, scam. It was, a, it was a giant scam. Yes, it was a deadly virus, but the uh, U.S. government uh, committed so many um, uh, abuses and usurpations, uh, uh, shut down the, the, the schools, your churches, uh, uh, took over the First Amendment and whatnot. And ultimately, uh, Ron Johnson believes it was a uh, manipulation. And I agree, uh, actually, fully. Also going to be talking about, um, somebody had asked me on Newsmax Saturday when I was on TV, What's going to happen to the uh, the Biden family, Hunter Biden, with regard to all of this uh, malfeasance, all of this illegality? Ten million dollars coming to the Biden family, starting when Joe Biden was the vice president, clearly selling influence. Don't let anybody try to distract you and all this nonsense. Honestly, we're not stupid. <clears throat> Eventually, the truth will be known. But Ron Johnson fears that Hunter Biden could get a plea deal from the DOJ, and their scheme is to uh, seal all the documents with regard to uh, the illegality of the Biden family. And I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them because that's the way it is. And when I was asked Saturday on Newsmax, uh, "Do you suppose anybody go to jail?" I said, "I doubt it." You know why? Because uh, the swamp doesn't go to jail. People in power don't go to jail. You and I go to jail. You know, you got the uh, January 6th defendants, the Proud Boys. They got railroaded by a, by a D.C. judge and, and gonna many of them spend uh, much time in jail, although hopefully there'll be a Republican president. But they only go after people who are uh, anti-swamp, the same way with January the 6th. There was no damage to the interior of the Capitol. There were some people who absolutely needed to go to jail for that. But a lot of people are just being punished because they were there. And the, the DOJ wants to send the message that if you have any questions about in, in, you know, election impropriety, if you have any questions about whatever, you will be punished at a much more severe standard than everybody else. Want me to give you an example? 130 police officers injured January the 6th. When Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, went after St. John's Church in the summer of 2020, 
They injured 200 police officers. Where are the hundreds of people being rounded up for that? Where are the people sitting in the jail in Washington, D.C. for 850 days without a trial date who damaged St. John's Church and made the president and his family go into the nuclear bunker for the first time in our history, in our lifetimes? How about that? Eh, you know, it doesn't matter because we do not have a fair justice system. It's going to have to turn around. Is it going to happen in the next year and a half? Most probably not. I said the most that we can hope for with regard to all of this, uh, this uh, absolute corruption by the Biden family <clears throat> is perhaps the American people will make sure they never hold public office again. But again, we have a different uh, justice system. It's a two-tier justice system. And unless you're connected in Washington, D.C., like Hillary Clinton, uh, unless you're connected in D.C., like the Biden family, uh, you're scrod, essentially. Yeah. And then there's the uh, southern border. This is another way we're being abused. The southern border is wide open, although there was a uh, apparently a, a court ruling that may have slowed uh, some of the illegality coming into the uh, into the country. Uh, Ashley Moody is the uh, attorney general for the state of Florida, and uh, and she said basically. The, so the state of Florida saw. I don't know why and- this is playing? But anyway, she said that uh, uh, the Biden administration was well aware of what was going to happen when Title Forty Two expired. They planned for it, not to stop it, but to actually make things a lot worse. Month one of the Biden administration that they started mass releasing people into the interior. No other Democratic or Republican president had done anything like that in their administration. Although they will tell you differently and the media will report report that and, and copy that, that they have. That is not true. So within the first month, those that they were releasing into the interior right. without without uh, pushing forward any sort of proceedings, went up 571%. So we saw this happening over the course of two years of the Biden administration. They cut detention capacity at the same time. They went to Congress and said, don't give us money, don't give us more detention, we don't need it. Mayorkas went out there and said, we can control the border, we are securing the border. Yeah, and they made Kamala Harris the border czar, and she was going to get to the root cause of it. But all they wanted to do from the day that Joe Biden was inaugurated was open the border wholesale to illegals. So while that last administrative Title 42 protection was in place, behind the scenes they were breaking down systematically our immigration security structures. Wow. And so when Florida brought suit, we said, look, they're mass releasing people into the U.S., illegally a judge agreed with us we took him to trial he said yep can't mass release people into the u.s that's against the law biden yeah mayorkas and they did it anyway we uncovered secret memos showing their plan was to step back and let everybody flood in wow and who reported that you were on top of that maria but you could i can tell you the the mainstream media as we were recovering secret memos as we were laying out their plan no one covered it yeah but now as they're watching our country be invaded Hopefully somebody will pay attention. I hope so. I know that the American people are paying attention, and nobody believes what the Biden administration is saying about the southern border, and people are very angry about it. There are very few people standing at the border with signs saying, let them in, because they realize the damage that this is causing our country. They realize how badly the American people, people who are citizens of this country, are being abused by this, and they realize that the reason for it is nakedly political. It's to upset the balance of power. It's to 
get people in the country who are part of a new completely dependent class and give them the ability to vote by giving them blanket amnesty as soon as they get enough people in here. Senator Ron Johnson is up next. Do not leave your radio or smart device. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. I've been talking about how crazy the world is with uh, supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices. We've all seen how crazy this woke nonsense is going on with these big corporations, and it's time to let our voices be heard. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? We vote with our dollars. That's how we make a difference. No more shopping big box stores if you can get those items at a family-owned company. PatriotSwitch.com helps people walk away from the big box conglomerates. We can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. That's why Patriot Switch was created, with regular folks like you and me in mind. I love what the folks at Patriot Switch are doing for us. One of the best ways to get around this One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation today is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than the shareholders and their corporate executives. Each of us can choose to take market shares away from these big companies that have enjoyed unfair advantages and instead choose to help regular people with family-owned, made in America. Make a difference right now. Go to PatriotSwitch.com. That's PatriotSwitch.com. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's the Rob Carson Show. Carson Show, very special guest on the show. I'm a huge admirer of Senator Ron Johnson on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hello, Rob. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm excellent. Uh, I uh, first and foremost want to say that I love the state of Wisconsin. Lived in Minnesota forever and done a lot of uh, a lot of air work on WTMJ in uh, Milwaukee. So I'm uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of your state. And sir, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I think you're doing a yeoman's effort uh, in Washington D.C. in the face of uh, a lot of malfeasance. I want to open the the interview by asking you because I saw a headline this weekend: Ron Johnson fears Hunter Biden could get plea deal from DOJ and have records sealed from the public. That was a question I got Saturday night on Newsmax with what's going to happen with regard to all of this malfeasance of the Biden family. I know that you have been in possession of uh, the Biden family uh, banking records or the suspicious activity reports for a while. Just now they're starting to see the uh, the daylight. Where are we with regard to that investigation and what do you suppose will be the end game of all of this and will anyone be held responsible? First of all, I'll ask you and your listeners, does anybody trust the Department of Justice to get this right, to, <laughs> no. to apply our laws equally. I mean, I certainly don't. Um, you know, we, we pretty well laid out the case, Senator Grassley and I, against Hunter Biden and the Biden family in September 2020. Uh, you know, James Comer certainly adding to the information we had. We, we had three family members, Hunter, Sarah, and James Biden. Uh, we had tens of millions of dollars of uh, suspicious uh, transactions. Uh, you know, certainly we saw the uh, tens of thousands of dollars being paid to women who are trafficked by international sex trafficking rings. So we laid it all out. Our problem was, is prior to us issuing the report, uh, the mainstream media and Democrats were saying that uh, Chuck Grass and I were soliciting and disseminating Russian disinformation. Does that sound familiar to you? To you? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. The, the Democrats, the, the progressive left, the, the corrupt mainstream media, uh, they're all laying out you know, how, how we were engaged in rush disinformation, basically sabotaging our report before it was issued. And then they did the exact same thing 
to the Hunter Biden laptop, which, of course, the FBI had in December 2019. So this has been a completely corrupt process. I've always been concerned that the Justice Department reaches a plea deal with Hunter, uh, slap on the wrist, uh, and then seals the record so we never know what's exactly pulling off here. So uh, I, I still have that fear. You still have that fear. Um, what about, I also got this this morning, this headline, the Secret Service is refusing to hand over emails that identify visitors to President Biden's home in uh, Delaware. Uh, so basically they're saying, and, and I've, I've said this, the reason why Joe Biden spent so much time away, and it made sense why when we discovered that he had classified documents in his home, was that he's doing a lot of off-the-record uh, work in his, uh, in his uh, vacation homes to keep it off the record. Uh, what are your thoughts on... On, uh, on the Secret Service refusing to hand over the Delaware visitors' logs and uh, and the classified documents, do you suppose he is getting a lot of work done off the books and uh, outside of the of Washington D.C.? Well, to me, it just shows the corruption within. And I'll call it the deep state because that's what it is. Um, you know, it, it is pervasive. It is deep. Uh, it, these are generally leftists that are in our government. I mean, we had to subpoena Christopher Ray. We didn't really didn't get squashed out of FBI Director Christopher Ray during the Trump administration when the President of the United States wanted the information released. Okay? So the, the deep state knows exactly what it's done. You yeah. take a look at what we're finding out about the CIA and uh, Mike Morrell, the former Deputy Director, yes. and uh, you know how he was involved with Anthony Blinken, who just now happens to be our Secretary of State, yeah. uh, being the impetus for that fraudulent letter signed by 51 former intelligence officials, but now we know somebody inside the CIA was actually soliciting signatures from active and current CIA employees. I mean, this is this is beyond the pale, but again, the media, they are complicit, they're corrupt, uh, and they're hiding all this from the American public. So, so most Americans, unless you follow uh, talk radio like this or a few conservative news stations, are pretty much in the dark in terms of the corruption of the Biden family and of the deep state. What uh, is there something uh, we had heard the, the talk of possibly uh, Republican uh, prosecutors around the country going after Biden family members like Alvin Bragg has gone after Donald Trump? Do you suppose something like that might be possible to uh, to go after Biden's business dealings? Well, I do think that the Republican attorney generals are, are just crucial in terms of addressing the lawlessness and pushing back on the lawlessness of this administration, whether it's you know, regulations that uh, exceed their executive authority or just outright breaking the law. And for example, the uh, Supreme Court ruled on the eviction moratorium, right? Yeah. A month, month later, uh, Joe Biden basically gives the Supreme Court a middle finger and goes ahead and uh, extends the eviction moratorium. So this is a lawless administration, as was the Obama administration. Yes. And so state's attorney general can be quite effective. Unfortunately, the wheels of justice turn very, very slowly. So you know, from my standpoint, the first step in accountability is exposure. Uh, that's certainly what I'm doing. That's what Jim yes. Jordan and James Comer are doing. We're, we're trying to tenaciously uncover and expose the truth. Now, we know that Anthony Blinken had worked with Mike Morrell to create this uh, this phony letter saying that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. The FBI knew that it was legitimate. Uh, is there some criminality involved there that the that the FBI would literally work with Tony Blinken, Mike Morrell and not say anything as this letter is sent around to 51 former intel agents who, who by the way, it sounds like they all knew it was bogus as well. This 
sounds like election interference, sir. This sounds like, you know, Democrats always say, oh, the elections are perfect. But this sounds like the federal government actively putting its elbow on the scale for a candidate to get that person elected. How difficult is that to prove? And do you believe there is evidence that our federal government is throwing elections in favor of Democrats? Well, I think it's already been proven. And the fact is that uh, those 51 former intelligence officials, together with Anthony Blinken, uh, they, they interfered our election in 2020 to a far greater extent than anything Russia ever could have hoped to accomplish. Yes. But they're just not being held accountable by the mainstream media. That's you know, The greatest danger to our democracy at this point in time is the yeah, radical leftism. There's no doubt about it. They put us on a path of destruction here. But the, you know, we need a free press, but we need one that's unbiased. They will hold both sides equally accountable. But that's not what we have. We have advocates of the left. Um, they, they, are, they are tipping the scales. And, again, when the American public doesn't get the unbiased and the unvarnished truth, uh, that's a real danger to our democracy. Senator Ron Johnson on the Newsmax hotline. The southern border is, I mean, I, I really do believe, Senator, that the American people have reached a boiling point. Uh, they they realize how badly we're being abused as far as the southern border is concerned. We get reports that uh, in New York, uh, homeless veterans, Vietnam veterans being kicked out of hotel rooms to make room for illegals uh, using our tax money. Uh, what is happening with the border? And I, I want to ask you this. There are a lot of people, and I, me particularly, you know, that's because I've said this from the get-go. We need to impeach uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, and then we need to impeach the president of the United States for this. Considering that uh, Donald Trump was impeached within weeks of being president of the United States for nothing, what are the possibilities of that, and what do you have planned with regard to uh, those in power being held accountable for the nonsense of the border? Well, first of all, the border is a complete disaster. Uh, Since the Biden administration came to office, they, they opened it up. Uh, they canceled the return to Mexico policy, the other agreements we had that had pretty well stopped the flow of unaccompanied children and uh, family units exploiting our asylum laws. Uh, so we know how to do it. It's just that Biden completely canceled those and threw open the border. Obama uh, declared 2,000 people being apprehended a day, a humanitarian crisis. Uh, we've been experiencing over 8,000. You know, recently it's been 10, 11,000. And now the Biden administration's crowing about the fact that uh, once Title 42 was, uh, was canceled, it didn't turn to 20,000, like, like that's success. So th- th- they want open borders. They, they want to flood the country. By, by the way, probably five to six, at least five million people have come to this country, either, uh, encountered and then processed and dispersed, or as a known or unknown Godaway, probably close to two million people in that category. We have no idea who these people are, but that, that's, that's a number larger than the population of, 28 states, just to put it in perspective. That's it how is. massive the surge of illegal immigration is. And I, you, you know, I, I would love to see Secretary uh, Mayorkas uh, impeached in the House so we could lay all this out so the public's attention may be drawn to this because, once again, the media has not been there talking about this at all. What about what about impeaching the president? What what about going after the president? I mean, I, I understand that's kind of a, you want to tread gingerly, but the the uh, the Democrats had no problem whatsoever impeaching Donald Trump twice for nothing. Uh, do we have anything to go after this president? Do we have anything to slow down the destruction that he is causing? And is impeachment an option? Well, he's certainly not faithful executing the laws. Uh, I hate to get in this tit for a tat where we impeach every president that gets elected from now. So I'd kind of like to stop that 
that process. But I think it's entirely appropriate to impeach uh, Mayorkas. I would say Anthony Blinken for lying to Congress. That's something we didn't mention. Uh, we interviewed him uh, prior after the election, after he interfered with it. But prior to him, to him becoming Secretary of State, he actually sat down voluntarily because he wanted to be Secretary of State, and he lied boldface to my committee when he said that he never emailed Hunter Biden. Now we have those emails. So he ought to be another one we ought to impeach. What about, uh, I just read this uh, this piece you did an interview uh, with regard, with the Epic Times, uh, with regard to the COVID cartel. I have said that when you consider the malfeasance, the abuse, the financial uh, just ruination of the country because of COVID, uh, all of the nonsense, that there should be some sort of uh, trials following, uh, similar to the Nuremberg trials. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on what the government did with regard to COVID and the corruption the control uh, with regard to all of this. What what is going to happen? Are you going to are you considering some sort of uh, review and possible uh, look at criminality that might have been involved? Well, if we'd gain obtained the majority here in the Senate, I'd be chairman of the permanent subcommittee investigations, and I would be already having held hearing after hearing, just trying to get the information from the over fifty oversight letters I've sent to the federal health agencies on this subject that have been you know, largely unresponded to. So the, the, our, our response to COVID was a miserable failure. Uh, federal health agencies, people like Fauci lied to us repeatedly. They didn't fully inform the American public in terms of uh, the lack of uh, studies and stuff on, on the vaccine before they mandated it to everybody. They have not been honest in terms of the, the information they've been providing. And now I'm just reading in the Epic Times as well that uh, they went ahead and doubled the grant to EcoHealth uh, just recently. Uh, I got to tell you, which is just un—you know—it's just brazen. Yeah. You know, my, my guess that's probably a reward for Peter Daszak uh, keeping his mouth shut, and not uh, not telling the truth about Anthony uh, Anthony Fauci. But no, what there's if, so much corruption, it's, it's uh, hard to keep track of all of it. A uh, couple of things. What can we do to slow down the destruction of this country before we have another president? And what happens when, if and when, hopefully there's a Republican president and hopefully Republican Senate uh, after 2024? What's going to happen? Because I think a lot of people are going to want some serious payback and some people being held re- accountable for all of these abuses and usurpations. So fortunately, we, we did elect a majority in the House, and I think they've been doing quite well. Uh, they're passing a good piece of legislation. Obviously, generally doesn't have a chance in the in the Senate. Uh, would have been nice to have a majority in the Senate to push back on the Biden administration, but we, we've, to a certain extent, stopped his agenda, which is the first step. Um, bottom line is that we have to win in 2024. Uh, again, if we get the majority in the Senate, I become chairman of the permanent subcommittee investigations. Uh, I will be holding people accountable. Uh, I've got a long list. I've got a I believe the foundation with all these oversight letters. I know the questions I want to ask. I, I know the documents I want to obtain. I know the people I want to interview. So elections matter. And unfortunately, America made the wrong choice in, in 2020. And I would say certainly in the Senate in 2022 as well. Uh, we, we, better, we better fix it in 2024 because I always point out that Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty in just a couple decades. That was an oil-rich yep. nation. It's an yep. economic basket case now because they voted for Hugo Chavez, and that country went down the tubes. Uh, America's on the wrong path right now. 
Um, finally, before we go, Senator, uh, when you see a uh, fellow senator, Diane Feinstein, uh, uh, wheeled into the Capitol and asking where she is, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, when people should say it's time to give up public service? You are not capable of doing it. What are your thoughts on that real quick? Well, again, I, I would be for a reasonable term limit here for members of Congress. That would probably be a smart thing, particularly as you get up in age. Um, listen, I haven't found anything good about getting old yet, and people do need to <laughs> recognize the limitations and, and what happens with age. I, I wish uh, President Biden recognized it as well. But even more important, I wish the voters would recognize it. Um, so it, start, it starts with the, the electorate. It starts with the voters. They, they've got to vote these people out of office. Well, Senator Ron Johnson, I, I, and I mean this, um, I've been following you for a number of years. I know you went through a difficult uh, Senate reelection. You had a lot of bull crap thrown at you. You managed to pull out, and I'm so glad you're there. Keep fighting the good fight, sir, and whatever you need, we're here for you, okay? I appreciate what you do. Take care. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Under President Joe Biden's volatile economy, we are at the cusp of an economic meltdown. The recent Silicon Valley bank failure sparked a deadly domino effect, and now nearly 200 banks across the country are teetering at the edge of collapse. Nobody's money is safe. Many depositors aren't insured by the FDIC and may lose access to their money completely. Wealthy Americans are withdrawing their cash fast and turning it to gold. The United States hasn't seen a potential chain of bank failures this catastrophic since the last Great Recession. It's time to protect your money today before your retirement disappears. Call Monetary Gold to receive their free protection guide at 800-586-9591. Learn how Americans are shielding their wealth from the bank collapses by diversifying in gold. Call now because tomorrow may be too late. Call Monetary Gold at 800-586-9591. That's 800-586-9591. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank Senator Ron Johnson for being on the show. If you uh, might have stepped away from the radio for a moment... Just go to the podcast today if you'd like to hear it at Newsmax.com slash listen, Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, the only thing I disagreed with uh, uh, Senator Johnson on is the impeachment of Joe Biden. Uh, honestly, I, I'm done. I'm done with the politeness. But are you kidding me? I mean, right now, we, we had a president who was impeached twice. And if anything, we, we slow down this administration. We shine a light on all the corruption. What do we got to lose? Right now, 72% of the people feel the country is going the wrong direction. 26% of the of Democrats want Joe Biden to run again. Like, this is going to cause damage. This is going to save him. Really? You know, people are hungry to see people pay for their crimes and their nonsense and the crap that this deep state is doing to the American people, especially the border. And if that's not impeachable, I don't know what the hell is. Ridiculous. 
We're so we get so hurt. We're so worried about what other people think. Meanwhile, Democrats can run roughshod. They can do anything. They can impeach a president after he left office with no evidence whatsoever, and that apparently is fine. But they get all sorts of hurt when we think about the possibility of impeaching a president for changing border policy and allowing six to nine million people to come here illegally, thousands of people to die from fentanyl poisoning, hundreds of people to die. Crossing the border, children being sold into sex slavery. Dear God in heaven, when the hell are we going to impeach this man? <sighs> I feel better. Uh, here's the number it's 800 6680. I want to take a break real quick here from this, and we'll get back to this and other things next hour. I hope you had a glorious Mother's Day weekend. I had a, uh, a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. I went and visited my mother's grave for the first time since we buried her two years ago. And, uh, and I took her little dog, Desi, who's now my dog, who is a light. Just a, I just love this dog so much. And we took, I just went with the dog and me, and we went up, and I met my sister in Silver City, Iowa, where my mother is buried, overlooking terraced farmland right next to my father's grave. And it was a peaceful, wonderful thing. And, and uh, there are all these uh, graves, which are just flat uh, granite stones on the ground. And uh, we walked out there, and I brought Desi, and we walked around through the graves, and we went over to Mom's, and then we stepped away. And I turned around, and I looked back, and Desi was sitting on Mom's headstone. And I went... Okay, come on, Desi. She wiggled her tail and didn't leave. And she sat on my mother's headstone for about 20 minutes. I've never seen anything like it. And sometimes, you know, you, I, I would like to ascribe some sort of uh, ethereal presence. You know, I, I would like to believe that. I, I like to believe that my mother is somehow still connected to uh, this world in some way, shape, or form. And uh, to me, it was just something. Uh, it, it was, I, I sat there and I was like, okay, this isn't really happening. Now. Desi, come here. No, she wouldn't leave. Uh, Desi, and I move her away. She went right back and sat on it. Uh, I wanted to share that with you. I'm still trying to figure out. Maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe it was something special. But it was the first time that I'd seen her. And for the dog to act that way, it was um, it was a little uh, uh, surprising to me. It, it took me by. It took me aback, and I'm I'm thankful for it. All right, let's take a break and come back. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Information. Truth. Is freedom is Newsmax. It's real news for real people.